Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Well, good afternoon, Facebook. Um, I am uh, Coach VC Coach Horace Thompson here with VA Claims Insider, along here with uh, VC Bradley Trimble, and we're we're gonna have some fun today talking to you guys actually about one of my favorite subjects uh, because this is where basically you have the last opportunity to affect your rating. So this is going to be a great class today. I'm looking forward to spending time with you guys and, and sharing a few secrets and, and thoughts and everything. And uh, Brad, what, what do you have for us today, too? Uh, my name is Brad Trimble, uh, Army veteran, paratrooper. That's why I've got the busted up body <laughs> uh, and had the ratings I have. I uh, want to do a shout out for all my fellow airborne out there across the, all the branches. Um, we're going to talk about things you do and don't do during your CMP exams. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I forgot to mention I'm a an Army veteran myself. I think uh, we we're two old guys doing Facebook Live today. I I served from '82 to '86 and got out at that time and uh, didn't file my first VA claim until 2013. So for all of you guys who think, oh, I've been out for two years, five years, 10 years, it may be too late. You know, I, I was out for almost 30 years before I filed the claim. And we help Vietnam veteran, uh, Vietnam era veterans every day uh, here between all of the coaches here. So it's never too late to think about filing the claim and, and getting the compensation that you deserve. Uh, as Brad said, he, he jumped out of planes and honorable. Uh, you guys know how airborne was looked upon, uh, at least from in the Army uh, when I was coming up. First thing my drill sergeant asked was, how many of you guys going airborne? You know, how many of you going to the 101st or the 82nd or whatever? It's an honorable thing while you're in. What they don't tell you is 20, 30 years later, uh, what Brad is going to share with you <laughs> about knees and backs and and what happens to your body, you know, when you jump out of a plane with an eighty pound sack or more. Right. I had a colonel tell me once, memories are better than I wish I would have. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh. Well, Greg, we're going to encourage you guys. You guys know a little bit about us now, guys and ladies. I'm sorry. Uh, our sister warriors out there. I'm uh, going to encourage you guys to post in the chat. Uh, if you have a question, only easy questions. <laughs> but anyway, if you have a question, post your branch of service, the time you served. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to try and recognize uh, some of our brothers and sisters out there as we uh you know, give you guys some quality information today. So get ready, yeah. get you a drink and, and sit back. We're going to have some fun. Start seeing some uh, branches of service and some dates. Uh, Christopher, Navy veteran. Lonnie waited over 45 years to file his first claim. Wow. Congrats, Lonnie. Got Nicole, U.S. Army. Uh, Christopher, we will talk about questions that you will be facing during your CMP exams. Yes. All right. Ryan Lamb, Army. Got uh, Michael, Navy, uh, Vietnam veteran. Welcome home, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
then uh, uh, these are going so quick I can't keep track of them. Clifton, <laughs> Marine Corps. Yeah. Got, uh, Got Marlin Army still serving. Wow. All right, so we got we got uh, a lot of the branches here. We got Army, we got Navy. Uh, haven't seen anything Air from Force. anybody in the Air Force. Where are you Air Force people Air Force. at? Oh, wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute. Uh oh, Air Force Where's retired. Air Force 2000, people? William Surrey. You see him, Brad? Yeah, I see it. Uh, there's Lonnie Winstead was in the Air Force. Okay, all right, cool. All cool. right. So what we're going to be wow. talking about today is the three tips to win your CMP exam. First thing is know what's in your record pertaining to your claim. Know what part of the Code of Federal Regulation, often referred to as CFR 38 Part 4, that covers your claim condition and how it's rated. And you must be able to talk to the symptoms that you are experiencing and how they impact your daily life. Uh, Horace, do you have any additional ones you want to add to that? Well, as a preliminary thing, keep in mind that, um, and you may have heard this said before, especially you guys that are with VACI and have coaches, this is the most important day in your disability claim life. So, Knowing these three tips that Brad has pointed out, um, becoming a student of your claim, uh, it's it's paramount importance to get in the rating you deserve. Don't just leave it to a Facebook Live from me and Brad or, or something your coach may have said or what you may have heard from one of your friends. Uh, as my pastor in church says, I may say something, but you need to read the Bible for yourself so that you know what it says. And, and that's what's important about this. Um, and also, just be aware that uh, when, when you're pulling up to the building for your CMP exam, uh, candid camera is watching you. <laughs> yes, yes we will talk about that. Yes, we will talk about that. <laughs> so we'll we'll get to all of that. But yeah, those are a couple of things I just wanted to point out up front. Yeah, as as Horace just said, no one should know your condition and your medical records better than you do. You need to know what's in there. Ensure that all your records are up to date and cover your claim condition. Most claims are denied because of lack of medical evidence. The majority of the claims that get denied and you get sent that letter saying, you know, you're being denied, this is not service connected, is because you didn't include enough medical evidence. Hey Brad, can I talk about that for a second? Go ahead. Okay, uh, yeah, I mean, having the medical evidence is important. And we think that, well, all of my medical information is in my medical records. The VA has access to it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they may or may not look at that medical evidence. Um, and we'll talk about uh, an IMO and a nexus statement and that type of thing and the role that that plays. But, but just know that if you've been denied before, if you take a look back at that claim and distill it down, you'll find that it probably was due to lack of medical evidence. And, and so that's one thing to keep in mind when you guys get to the point of following your claim. You need to also make sure there's nothing in your record that's going to contradict what you're claiming. Um, you yeah. don't want something in there saying that you don't have a condition that you're claiming you do have. So make sure, again, you need to go through your records and make sure you know what's in there. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, often, that's a great point. Go oftentimes ahead. people ask us um, whether or not they need an IMO, which is an independent medical opinion. Um, oftentimes, again, it's, it's medical evidence. Uh, claims are denied because you don't have that, that IMO or that nexus that connects your current condition to your service. That's where a lot of people make the mistake is, hey, I've, I've got condition A which was caused by condition B, 
when I was in the military, but you don't provide that documentation to show it. So you have to make sure that that, that connection's there. You need that medical evidence, that letter from a doctor stating that your condition B was caused by condition A, which is service connected. That's extremely important for to get your claim through. Yeah, I, I, I tell my vets to look at the, um, uh, the nexus statement or the IMO as a bridge. Uh, basically, it connects the condition that you're claiming to your time in service. Um, because if, if you can't connect your condition to your time in service, then, I mean, it, it's going to be a, pretty much an automatic denial. So that's the purpose of that Nexus letter or the IMO. It, it's, it's just a connection that connects the, the condition you're claiming to your time in service. Now, when you're getting that IMO from a doctor, a licensed practicing doctor, um, you know, you have to make sure they speak VA language also. Uh, there's a certain way that the VA likes to see those statements worded, uh, which would work more to your advantage. And I actually, when I got a statement from my back doctor the first time, I had like a little template that someone at the VA gave me. But then I came back and read what he typed up and it it, it just wasn't strong enough. So I had to go back to my doctor and teach him how to write this statement for me um, for when I first got connected for my back. So just keep that in mind. Uh, it, it's more than just having the IMO, it's having it written the correct way uh, that's gonna help you the most. Right, and, and everybody here that's been in the military understands that each branch of the military has their own speak, so, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you get a group of Marines together, they start talking, they start throwing jargon around that people in other branches might not understand. Well, the VA has the same thing. There's VA speak. And if you don't know how to use VA speak, you might have a solid claim and be missing a certain word, such yeah. as with migraines, the word prostrating. Yeah. If you don't have that in there, good luck. Um yeah. Uh, Travis asked if you need to have your records to get started. No, we can get started without your records. And uh, once we get those in, we can start making that, that connection and getting that, that nexus and that IMO linking everything together. But we can get started without those. Yes, we can. We The, the first thing is to get moving on your claim. Let, right. Let's just start there. Just... We, we can figure out the steps as we go, but if you, what, what's the old uh, saying, paralysis by analysis, if you, <laughs> an, you know, you sit back and you analyze the process too much, you may never get started. Right. Or you've been shut down by the VA in the past because maybe your last claim didn't have the correct medical evidence. And now you just, you know, throwing your hands up, like what else can I do? You know, and, and you're stuck. Just keep moving forward, man. Even if it's just one inch at a time, you, we're all soldiers. We, we don't, retreat unless it's absolutely necessary. We keep pushing forward inch by inch. And, you know, this is a game of patience, right? You know, you, there's strategy that your coaches uh, will establish with you. Um, and it's, it's just a game of patience. Now to the VA's credit here recently, uh, they've been moving extremely fast. Isn't that right, Brad? Yes, yes, they have been moving much faster than they have in the past. Um, some some claims have been coming back within weeks, but uh, stuff that used to take six months to a year is now being done in 120 to uh, 160, 180 days. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I actually had a vet that I was working with. I, it was a record for me. Uh, but it was like 36 hours after his CT, yes. he went from zero to 70%. What? 
<laughs> you know, so if, if you're thinking about filing a claim, uh, you know, our advice, I believe Brad would concur is, you know, the VA can change at the snap of a finger and it takes two years again. Uh, while they're making these decisions in record time, jump on that train and ride the momentum that's going right now. They're, I guess they're trying to knock some things out. Uh, make sure you have all your ducks in a row. And again, I, I think we're going to get to step two. We've been talking for a while, but make sure you have all of your ducks in a row. Put your claim in and just keep moving forward, man, while the VA is moving the way that they are. Right. Well, like Horace was saying, we just had one here a couple of weeks ago. He had a CMP exam on a Tuesday and had his rating on a Thursday, the same week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've had yeah, a couple I, of them where they've got it back within two or three days. So yeah. they are moving much faster than they used to. Yeah, uh, I, I, I believe, um, and I don't know him personally, but the ops manager here, uh, at VACI, William, I think his name is, but, um, uh, you know, back in December, he, he started getting increments in record time also. Uh, so it's not just the veteran clients, it's some of the employees here. Also, for me, myself, back in 2019, it took me five years to get to 70% on my own from... Then it took me 60 days to get to 100% permanent and total after I contacted VACI, got a coach. He told me about a mental condition. I did the CMP exam following videos and instruction. And December 31st, 2019, I checked the benefits and I was 100% in 60 days after five years of fighting to get to 70%. You know. Oh. William asked how long you have to wait for appointment, depending on where you live. Sometimes you might have to wait a while. Um, I've got one veteran that I'm working with. Um, he's been waiting almost three months just to get his CMP exam. Um, and a lot of it has to do with he lives in a remote area. So the selection of, of doctors that he can go to, he's just got his way to turn in line. Um, but while you're waiting for that CMP exam is when you really need to start working on putting your, getting your head right and getting all your information together. And this is a great time to work on step two, which is know what part of the CFR, Code of Federal Regulation 38 Part 4, covers your claim condition and how it's rated. Mm -hmm. um, Two great sources to get that information from. One is Military Disabilities Made Easy, which is a website. I'll say it again, Military Disabilities Made Easy. And you can also go to va.gov. Um, go to those two websites, look up what you're claiming, know what the doctors are going to be looking for in the exam and how they're rating it. Is it a range of motion? Um, are they using the proper tools, the goniometer, which is that weird looking protractor thing? Are they using that for the exams? Know what, if you're able to bend X degrees before you start to feel discomfort, know what the rating for that is going to be so you're not surprised. Um, you need yeah, to know what all the different steps are. What, go ahead, Horace. Can I speak on that right quick? Go uh, for it. Um, Oh, man, it, it just left my head. The key word in that was um, uh, discomfort because uh, we associate, okay, bend down and touch your toes. You've been as far as you can. Your natural reaction anyway is to bend as far as you can until you feel pain. That's not what what Brad don't, is talking about. Don't until push through the pain. Discomfort. We, we're not soldiers here. We, I mean, we are soldiers, but we, you don't have to soldier through a CMP examination. You're trying to get the rating that you deserve. And only you know where the discomfort starts when you go to bend or flex or whatever it is they ask you to do. You, you don't push to the point of pain. You push to the point of when you feel discomfort. Because you know if you get back in the car to drive back home, 
and you have to look over your shoulder, that could take you out for the rest of the day for a lot of us. I mean, you know, I depending on what your condition is. So discomfort is the key word in that. And also right. they can't touch you. They can't make you bend. You're allowed to say, no, no, sir, or no, ma'am, I can't do that. Um, you know, Brad, tell them about your shoe story. <laughs> um, I, the last exam I went in for um, wasn't related to my feet or, or my hips or my back or any of my other service-connected disabilities. Um, the doctor made a comment about why I was wearing flip-flops and it was raining. And I just flat out told him, you, you have to be brutally honest with these doctors. Mm-hmm. I looked him in the face and said, it hurts a lot, extremely pain when I bend over to tie my shoes or untie my shoes. So unless I absolutely have to, I do not wear footwear where I have to lace up or tie my shoes because Mm -hmm. of the amount of pain I have to go through to put on a pair of tennis shoes. And he started writing like he was writing a dissertation for his doctorate. Um, He wrote for a good five minutes. But be mindful of that. We're gonna we're gonna get into that a little bit deeper too. Yeah. <laughs> or on the flip side of that, you can be a knucklehead like me. <laughs> I went for my back exam. I and we'll we'll talk more about this, but I want to show you guys this. I had my clamshell brace on. I had my cane because you take all of your devices with you when you go for your CMP exam. Okay, she met I have to take it off, take my shoes off. She measures me and the exam is over. We built a really good relationship. This is probably why. <laughs> but she said, "Okay, you can put your shoes back on." If you're not careful, your immediate reaction is to go ahead and do it, which is what I did. <laughs> I I couldn't bend two inches when she was measuring me with the goniometer, but I bent down to put my shoes back on. <laughs> and I thought about it when I got to the car. I said, man, I just blew my CMP exam, putting my shoe back on. And luckily it, it didn't happen. But uh, those are the things you have to be mindful of. Your uh, natural way of doing things, for instance. Hey, Brad, how you doing today? Do not, under any circumstances, say, I'm okay, I'm good, I'm doing well. Be honest with them. If they say, hey, how are you doing? If you're stressed out, tell them, I'm extremely anxious. I'm stressed. I don't want to be here, but I know I have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how are you doing? I'd be okay if it wasn't for all this pain in my lower back. It's killing me. Yeah. Be honest and open with these doctors and do not give the can because it's going to be in your record. You're going to go to pull up your CMP exam notes and the notes going to say veteran entered the room, was dressed appropriately when questioned how he was doing. He or she stated, oh, I'm OK. I'm good. And you're going to get a lower rating. Yeah. Yeah. It, and and it's just natural. I mean, somebody say, how you doing? And, just off the cuff. Oh man, I'm fine. How are you? It's a can response. You know, it's just a can response. You know, but this is where from the time you file your claim to your CMP exam, you're gonna have a little bit of time. And during that time, that week, two weeks, three weeks, you need to turn into the Tom Brady of your claim. You need to study your claim, study your condition, you know, get in the right mindset so that when you do walk in there, like Brad says, and the person says, hey, how are you? you man, look, I, I barely made it here. You know, it's a mental health exam. I, this lady cut me off. I got ticked off. I chased her down the road for five miles. Now I'm just a bundle of nerves. My anxiety is through the roof and just start spilling the beans because <laughs> they're watching and taking notes of everything you do and say. So that's your time to shine. 
so again, you know, you, you have to study to get yourself in that mindset because naturally, you know, we, we build up those walls so that we can function every day, but those walls have to come tumbling down for your CMP exam. And I mean, that's the only way you're really going to get the rating you deserve. Right, Brad? Yep. To get to get a true, honest rating that you earned through your military service. I don't care when you served. I don't care if you saw combat or not. You earned the right to your VA claim. It's yours. And just because you're getting a claim doesn't mean that that money comes out of somebody else's pocket. The VA factors in plenty of money to cover everyone. Just because you're getting a dollar doesn't mean they're taking away a dollar from somebody else. You're yeah. both getting your dollar. So yeah. don't think that, oh, you know, my condition isn't as bad as Joe's over here. Yeah. Or, or Sally, you know, has this condition. She's in worse shape than I am. So I'm just going to let it go and not say nothing. No. You both earned the right to your claim. You both earned the right to your compensation. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Don't yeah. not file because of, because you don't feel like you earned it. Yeah, that that's for sure. I I dealt with that myself thinking, you know, I served from 82 to 86. I was between Vietnam and the first Iraqi war. So it was peacetime for me. I was on guard, but it was it, so I figured that the guys who were serving and, and going to combat, going to Iraq and, and Afghanistan and, and doing that thing during the time. That's what took me so long to file because I had to reckon my mind with, well, those guys deserve the benefits far more than I do. Um, and it just took me going to the VA. Every time I went to the VA, I call them the old heads, the guys that go to the VA all the time and just hang out. They used to just dog me out about not uh, filing for my disability. And I actually um, requested my military records in 2003 from uh, St. Louis or wherever, you know, the records place was at that time. And I didn't file a claim until 2013. I sat on my, my records are in the drawer right now. I sat on them for 10 years that's before a, I even filed. That's a lot of money to leave on the table. Yeah, I, I mean, knowing what I know now, of course. But oh, I did the same know, thing, brother. I did the same yeah. thing. I left a lot of money on the table over the years. <laughs> so you know, the message is: file today, <laughs> or get the process started. Start today. do your in, do your intent to file today, right now. Yes, get that clock started. Um, because when you do file a VA claim, it's going to be backdated to the day you filed that intent to file. So if you don't have an active intent to file, do that right now. Do it oh, today. I'm, Brad, Brad, I'm sorry. I, I, maybe I missed that in the training class. What, What is an intent to file? What does that mean? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm VA. a dummy. <laughs> I, sometimes I, sometimes I, I get ahead of myself. I'm sorry. Uh, get a hold of the VA. It's as easy as calling the 1-800-827-1000. That's 1-800-827-1000 and start your intent to file. You don't have to give them a specific condition. You can just tell them you want to start an intent to file. And that starts your clock with the VA. Yeah, yeah. Now, we also mentioned in, in this point, number two, going back to the point, uh, the CFR 38 part four. Um, I see our admin posted the 800-827-1000 number. If, if just the link, uh, if it's possible to CFR 38 part four, or you guys can get on the Google machine and Google <laughs> CFR 38 part four. And, and just Google your condition and see if it pops up. And it gives you the rating criteria for your condition. Uh, so going back to Brad's point number two, know 
your claim condition and how it's rated, this is what it, what the 38 CFR Part 4 does for you. Just do the control F and then type in your condition and see if it pops up. All right. I, I laugh because I call my computer the Google machine as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number three, you you must be able to talk to your symptoms and how your symptoms impact your daily life. When you go in for your CMP exam, we like to say, don't have your best day. That doesn't yeah. mean go in there and lie if today is better than it was yesterday. But you need to be able to explain to them what the worst days are like. Don't worry about what your diagnosis is. Leave that to the doctors. Yeah. Talk about your symptoms and let them do the diagnosis. That's what they get paid for. Um, ex explain, you know, if you have muscle, muscle problems, um, joint problems, what it's like trying to get out of bed, what it's like trying to go up and down stairs, be able to explain what, what difficulties you face throughout the day. If you have mental health issues, um, make sure you can talk to dad about feeling anxious or depressed, or are you depressed over your physical well-being, which is a huge factor. Yeah. Um, that's like, I, I, I don't think depression is a disorder to me. It's an injury, um, yeah. as if any other injury you might receive and you need to get treatment for, for injuries. So make sure you're able to talk about your conditions and your symptoms and explain, explain it in layman terms so that, you know, if somebody, a doctor, or anybody can can draw a mental picture of what it's like to be you for a day. Yeah, I I, I agree, um, Brad, a hundred and million percent, if that's possible. Um, <clears throat> this is your time to just drop all of your inhibitions and pretensions about what you're feeling and what you're going through, and just spill your guts on how you feel. Uh, for example, myself, uh, just in the bed at night with, with my wife, when I turn over, I, even today, I still kind of hold it in when I turn over. I, sometimes I'm happy when she's not in the bed with me. That way I can ooh and ah and moan and groan <laughs> from the pain in my back. <laughs> you know, I, I can kind of revel in the pain. But those are the things that you need now. No one knows that. Well, now you guys know all my business, but <laughs> no one knows that type of thing. But you, you even try and hide it from your significant other. Well, now when you go to your CMP exam, you need to make that known. Look, every time I roll over in the bed, I'm ooing and eyeing and, and you know, <laughs> just hating the day and then I'm, I lie awake and I can only lie in certain positions or or mentally my road rage is out of control. I get crazy when I'm driving and, and then I come home, I'm in a bad mood. I take it out on my wife. I kick the dog and, you know, I holler at the kids, whatever it is. This is your time to speak to all of your symptoms in all of its graphic, ugly, detail. You know, whether it's, hey, I'm having problems having relations <coughs> with my significant other. Um, um, you know, some of the more embarrassing things that you would never mention to anybody else. These are the things you're only going to see this doctor one time. Well, you probably won't see him no more in your life. So just Spill your guts on what's affecting you. Now, we know we go through things to such an extent that we don't have to make it up. You don't have to make it up. You don't have to embellish it. A lot of you guys right now uh, took some Motrin 800s just so you can look at this call and sit up and watch it, you know, watch it on your computer. We know this. We know us. That's just who we are as veterans. So be ready to speak to those symptoms and how they impact your daily life. 
what, what we used to call vitamin M. <laughs> Motrin was vitamin M. Right? Took you vitamins today. <laughs> and first thing you do in the morning is start popping that vitamin M so you can function throughout the day. Yep. All right. So one thing you got to keep in mind about a CMP exam, if you have to physically go somewhere because it's a range of motion exam, know how to get to where you're going. Don't try to figure it out for the first time while you're in route for your appointment. Scout it out ahead of time. Drive the route a couple of days ahead of time. Make sure you know how to get there. See if there's any road construction that you might have to take a detour. Yeah. And and this this goes back to back to the days when you had to be in formation. You'd rather yeah. be 30 minutes early than five minutes late. <laughs> That's for sure. If you're, if you're one minute late, you could lose your CMP exam. Yeah. And they'll write down was a no show. They'll send it in and you'll get denied because you failed to comply with uh, being there on time. So you'd rather be 30 minutes early instead of five minutes late. Yeah. When, when you pull yeah. into the parking lot, <laughs> know that you're being watched. The majority of these places that do the CMP exams now have somebody looking out the window or have cameras set up outside. If you come pulling in and you're going to a CMP exam saying, you know, you could barely walk without a cane and, and it, you know, your lower back's killing you from the moment you wake up until you go to bed and you get out of your car and put your tennis racket in the trunk and take a towel and wipe your face off. Uh, bend over, straighten out the tongue of your shoe and, and your shoelaces, and then run across the parking lot to get into the building so you're not late. You just killed your CMP exam. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, like Horace was saying earlier, if you wear a brace, wear the brace. If you were issued a cane by the VA, use the cane. Yeah. Because they might rate you lower than where you were before, and you could just because we, I know I'm dealing with one guy who had his percentage lowered because they say his condition improved. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. If, uh, if, you know, if you wear high heel shoes, don't wear spike high heel shoes into your CMP and then claim you have balance problems. <laughs> right. Not gonna fly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and there's a term for that, Brad. They they call it now um, malingering, if correct. I'm not mistaken. Yes. Basically, they're calling you a liar. <laughs> uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, and from what I hear, uh, once you get malingering attached to your name, then it it's already hard. Uh, for us to win claims when you don't have the right guidance and all of that. But then it turns into being extra hard for you. And, yes. and you know, we don't need anything to make our job harder or, or to make winning our claim or compensation harder, um, especially if it's self-inflicted. You know, right. if they drop some more rules on us, hey, we adapt, we'll learn, we'll, we can figure that out. But we don't need to mess it up ourselves. Uh, so just remember, go in there and just speak to your symptoms. And and going back to my Tom Brady reference, everybody watched the Super Bowl. Cameras were on Tom Brady when he stepped off the bus and walked in the stadium. It's the same deal. They're watching you when you step out of your car, walking into the office building or the office or wherever it is. So mm -hmm. keep that in mind. Don't fall for tricks like uh, the assistant dropping a pen or some papers in front of you and you bend down to pick them up because you're naturally, like me, a helpful person. Uh, let her get it herself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, right. hey, don't don't fall for the okie doke with that. Uh, it, I guess maybe our rule number one should be don't lie. Don't stretch the truth. Be brutally open and honest. Um, if you get caught lying, like Horace was saying, you're done. You could lose all of your rating. You could lose your ability to file a rating 
And you could possibly be prosecuted and end up in jail for it by trying to defraud the government. So don't file for a condition you don't have. If you do have it, put in for what you're due for. The gov- if, you know, if you have a condition, the government owes you to fix that condition or compensate you for it. Don't get caught lying, malingering. Don't get don't don't lose everything you've got behind something like that. But at the same time, if you're due a, a rating, by all means, get it. That's yours. Yeah. You earned that right to that rating. No one's giving you anything other than what you have earned through your military service. Yeah, and that's what I had to get over. I, I, I you know, I almost looked at it like, well, you know, I don't, I don't want a handout. Uh, I'm not anybody's welfare baby. Uh, you know, yeah, it hurts me to go, but I can go to work and do what I need to do and come back and take vitamin M and <laughs> as Brad says, and, you know, but that, that, that's not the reality that you have to settle for. You, as our uh, founder and CEO, Brian Reese, loves to say, you served, you deserve. And as one of the old heads at the VA here in Dallas told me, man, your money has already been allocated towards you. You're not taking money from me or the next guy or the next guy or the next girl or, or the next girl. You've earned your money. You served. They allocated it to you. All you have to do now is just figure out a way to get it. And that's what we're here to help you with. So, you know, with us, a lot of this process is a change in mindset. Uh, feeling like you do deserve it is, is the first thing. Secondly, is to get out of the warrior mentality and, you know, pushing past your pain and just start focusing on your discomfort. Uh, Thirdly, you know, if it's a mental condition, accept the fact that, yeah, I used to be this big, bad, six foot two, 200 pound soldier that wanted to somebody to mess with me. <laughs> now, these days, I'm a diplomat. Can't we just sit down at the table and talk about it? Because <laughs> I'm scared you're going to kick me in the back. <laughs> and that that brings up one of, one of the points that... Uh... That, that our, our boss likes to bring up is being uncomfortably vulnerable. Yeah. Um, especially if you're doing a mental health exam um, or, you know, even for a physical exam, you need to be so open with these doctors and vulnerable to where if you don't feel uncomfortable talking about it, you're not being open enough. Yeah. You need to tell the unvarnished, ugly truth about what it's like to be you for a day or a week or whatever the case might be. You need to be able to talk to the issues that you're dealing with in such a manner that you would feel uncomfortable talking to a family member about it. Uh, Like Horace said, you'll probably never see these, these examiners ever again in your life. And they're bound by HIPAA laws not to discuss what you've said to them you know, well, unless you're suicidal or homicidal, they're not going to tell anybody anything you've had to say. Um, so be brutally open and honest, be uncomfortably vulnerable. And if you lack medical records, as the boss likes to say, get your butt to the doctor for sure. Get that medical evidence started. Yep. Yep. That's your first step. Well, besides filing your intent to file, that that's your first step. Get you some medical evidence. And another note on uh, being uncomfortably vulnerable. If after you leave your CMP, especially for a mental health exam, and you're able to go have dinner with the family and party and hang out, you didn't do it right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. me, I... Not only did I stop and get a drink, I stopped and bought a fifth of liquor and came home and drank (laughs) maybe more than half of it and then took some vitamin M and laid down because I I just told everything and I felt like crap afterwards. 
Um, you know, but I I understood from watching videos and, and information that I had to do what I had to do um, in order to go after the rating that was out there waiting for me. And so I just bit the bullet and, and I, I just opened up. And in a sense, it felt good. But on the flip side, it felt really, really, really bad. Right. <laughs> so, you know, um, it's just part of the process. And it's a necessary step that yes. you have to take. Yes. It, it's totally necessary. Uh, um, go ahead, Brad. Gary asked uh, how he uh, how he works with us to get help. Go to baclaimsinsider.com. Go yeah. through the website. And there's a link there where you can sign up. It doesn't cost you a dime. doesn't cost you anything to talk to our coaches. And uh, see if we can come up with a game plan to help you. I, I have, and all the time I've been doing this, I've run into one person that I could help file one claim. Other than that, we were able to come up with game plans to uh, for several claims to, to get several issues addressed. Yes. Um, and it's not just the VA. I've got one guy that I'm helping that um, is in the process of uh, possibly becoming homeless. And we're working with him to, to get that issue fixed before we even look at his claim. Yeah. So we are veterans helping veterans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Horace said, we're both him and I are both army veterans, you know, and we both had VA claims and we both fought the VA on our own. So we know how frustrating that can be. And uh, I jokingly tell people, I, you know, I used to beat my head against the wall because it felt so good when I stopped. So, you know, we know the the tricks of the trade, so to speak, of, of how to get a claim through quicker and and how to make sure it's got the evidence that you need to uh, get, get a proper claim. Yeah, I, I, I see uh, uh, one of our... Um, one of our people here, Travis Burroughs, posted, uh, what does it mean to be openly vulnerable? And I think we pretty much answered that. You, you just got to, you know, in a word, tell your story and and not hold back. Tear down the walls and just tell your story in, in all of this. Make it a horror movie <laughs> if, if that's what you have to do, uh, you know, and, and basically, that that's what it is. I mean, we can sit here and harp on it all day, uh, but it's just telling your story. <laughs> and, right. and only you know what your story is. And I like what Sue Ellen Tritt wrote. This is war, economic war. Be prepared. Yeah, this is for the financial uh, benefit of not just you, but your family, 100% permanent and total is nice uh, knowing that if I can get out of bed or not, if I run out of vitamin M or not and can't get out of bed, uh, I have a check coming in every month that's pretty, yes. that pays my bills. I mean, I can't get rich off of it, but I have the a, peace of mind of knowing my bills are paid. So, a tax-free check. Tax-free, exactly. <laughs> You know, the IRS is not even concerned about it. So uh, that makes it even better, along with the other benefits uh, that come with it. And so, it, you know, at VA Claims Insider, uh, we're here to help everybody get as far as they want to go. Everybody may not be a 100% candidate. That's fine. Uh, the thing is, though, as you age, I guarantee you, you you'll eventually age in to the hundred percent category where <laughs> you might want to go after that extra percentage <laughs> as you get older. I'm I'm learning that in my mid fifties. Uh, so, uh, but just to look at a few of the comments here. Um, Are you reading to yourself, Brad? I, yeah, I I'm, I'm looking at, at Kevin's comment about board granted uh, granted his sleep apnea service connected. Uh, he uses his CPAP and he was rated at 50%. Uh, 
but then they came back and said it was a pre-existing condition and took the 50% back. That is definitely something we could look at. Um, wow. If you have a coach, get with your coach and they can look and, and see why it was taken back because they sent you a letter and it, it may look like it's written in code and it probably is, but we can look through that and see why they took it back and see if we can get it back for you. Um, it has happened in the past where we have been able to yeah. get it reversed and got it back for you. Yeah. Um, but that that's one of those things that, you know, that's a rabbit hole you can go into and, and it really delve into it. And it would take some time to sit down with you one-on-one -on -one with a coach and, yeah. and yeah. look into it and find out what happened and see if it is reversible. And if it is, that's something we can help you with. So uh, if you don't have a coach, get signed up, get your coach. Yeah, and uh, yeah. we can take a look at that. It's free to talk to a coach, yes. uh, guys and girls. It's, it's, it's free. So, um, you know, a coach can look at, do a preliminary type look at your situation and, and see what's going on and let you know if it's, you know, something you that can be done in your situation. Um, I also wanted to address a question by uh, Jill Leggy Crisot. Crisosto, um, which I think is important. How do we know if we had a bad CMP exam? Uh, Brad, how do we know? If, if it feels rushed, if you're in there <laughs> for a mental health exam and after 10 minutes, the doctor looks at you and says, I, I have all I need, you can go now. That's probably a bad CMP exam. Correct. You need to report yeah. that to the VA by calling the 1-800-827-1000 number immediately after leaving the room. Let yeah. them know what happened. If it was a contract company, whether it's VHI or any of the other ones, or um, I'm sorry, LHI, or one of the other ones, call the contractor. Tell them, hey, I don't think I got a fair shake on this. If, if you're doing a range of motion CMP exam and they don't use that goniometer, which is that little protractor looking thing, make note of that and report it. Because if they're doing that to you, they're doing it to all the other veterans more than likely. Yeah. So if you feel that you did not get a fair shake on your CMP exam, report it before they issue the rating. Because if you wait until after they rate it, and then you complain. It just looks like you're complaining about a low rating. Yeah. So complain about it at the time that it happens. Um, don't be rude to the doctor, though, uh, because that, that could submarine you as well. But, yeah. you know, if they start having you do the range of motion thing, say, oh, where's that goniometer thing or, you know, that protractor looking thing? Um, were you planning on using that? Yeah. And if they go, no, I've done enough of these where I don't need to use it anymore, just go with it, do what they tell you to do, but report it and, and make sure that it's noted well in advance before they issue the rating in case you get a low rating. Yeah. The main thing is to report it immediately. Uh, like, like Brad said, when you get back to the car, you need to be dialing the VA. And letting them know, hey, I had a CMP exam and it lasted five minutes and it was for range of motion or is a mental health exam. She asked me three questions or he asked me two questions and said, OK, we're good. You know, you need to report that uh, even right. if you feel it was a bad CMP exam. Just put the VA on notice that, hey, I feel like <coughs> um I didn't get my just due. And if you don't get a chance to tell your story, because again, remember guys, the CMP exam is your last opportunity for you to tell your story from your point of view. If you're not given that opportunity for whatever reason, then that may be a bad CMP exam. And that's something you, you're probably going to want to address uh, with, with the VA. So, you know, they can at least, have it on record, if nothing else. Um, you know, George asked uh, record review only exam. Um, my sleep apnea, um, when, when I put in for it, I had the sleep study done at the VA. Uh, 
got diagnosed with it, filed my claim, uh, was tracking it on e-benefits, and the next thing I know, it said pending decision. I'm, I started freaking out because, I, well, I never had a CMP exam. What's going on? And the next day it was decided, and they gave me sleep apnea service-connected secondary. The And it was done without a CMP exam. So if that happens and you don't have a CMP exam, don't freak out initially. Find out what's going on before you start calling the 1-800 number and start yelling and screaming and, and taking it out on the uh, – yeah. Um, start taking it out on the operator. She's not the one that did your exam. She's not the raider. He or she, whoever answers the phone, they're they're not your raider. They're not the examiner. Don't take it out on the operator. I know, oftentimes, and and I'm guilty of this myself. I I start yelling and screaming at the operator, and then afterwards, I'm like, well, that wasn't very nice. So just yeah. be be mindful of that. That that. Don't freak out if you don't get a CMP exam because they might be doing that ACE review where they just look at your, um, um, just looking at your acceptable clinical evidence, and and making the decision based on that. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's great information, man. Um, <clears throat> I was looking at another question. Where can I get a copy of my CMP exam, Vincent Cruz? Blue button report. It, um, they, if it's done outside the VA through one of the contractors, they're required to send that document back to the con, back to the VA, and the VA will upload it into your medical records. So, and, and it takes a different amount of time depending on who the contractor is and what the exam was for. But it will end up in your medical records. Uh, you might have to wait a while to get it. Um, it could be months before you see it in there. But uh, I noticed on mine, I was usually seeing it within a couple of weeks, what the doctor wrote. Cool, cool. Guys, we're coming up on like three minutes left. Uh, so just, just want to say uh, before we go, uh, for those of you that that – don't have a coach yet, just visit our website. Look through the homepage. We have some great articles there. You can even do a search on the blog for great reports on certain conditions like GERD and, and migraines and, and uh, mental health issues, some of the things that I've looked at myself. Uh, also, we have a YouTube channel uh, where you can learn a lot about certain conditions. We do this Facebook Live every Wednesday at uh, 11 o'clock Central Time, 12 Eastern. Uh, so, you know, that we have a lot of ways to get connected. And once you become an insider and, and you decide to join, uh, we also have classes on a daily basis, normally about three classes a day. Uh, so we, we're, first and foremost, we're an education platform here at VACI. We want to empower you to empower so that you're empowered to go out and get your compensation yourself. We can't do anything for you, but we can coach you through the process. And that's what we do. That's what we offer you here. And, you know, that that's what, what we found that gets us, what, the 91% success rate in getting increases uh, for veterans that, that we have here at VACI. Go ahead, Brad. It's it's just like playing sports for for those of you that are sports fans. That coach never takes the field, but he directs yeah. what the players on the field exactly. are doing. Exactly. That's we, great. We give you the practice rounds. Uh, we give you the training and the knowledge, and and leads to experience, so that you can step onto that field and play that game and file your claim. Um. No matter what player it is, they'd be nobody without their coaches. Someone had to teach them what to do. Yeah. And like, like Horace was saying, I beat my head against the wall for years trying to battle the VA. And someone told me about this company. I came here. 
I used this company and had an increase within a couple of months and was just so amazed by it. When I yeah. found out that they were hiring, I applied. Yeah, you know, me I, too. I, I was like, man, I want to be part of this. <laughs> me too. <laughs> right, right. And It's and funny. I still it, check e-benefits to make sure my 100% <laughs> rating is real. I've had it for over a year. I, uh, I check e-benefits <laughs> about I, once a month. Two things I do on the first of the month is I go to eat benefits, look at my rating, and then I check my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys.